Good morning, friends. Hey, let, let me ask you a question. Is there anything worse than lukewarm coffee? I mean, I'm I'm being serious, right? Like, we, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm having lukewarm coffee as we speak. I've been busy this morning. Haven't been able to get to it as much as I want. Took a little drink right before I came on with you. And it just made me realize, like, there's nothing worse than lukewarm coffee. I mean, coffee is the classic example of hot or cold, you know? And if you go through the Caribou drive throughs the Starbucks drive throughs um, whenever I go and order a drink, it's interesting because, you know, I, I like mocha. So I'll drive through and I'll say, hey, I'd like a, a small mocha or whatever. And the person oftentimes will say, well, would you like that hot or cold? They never say, oh, would you like us to just sort of heat it up? You know, you either want the drink hot or cold. And so I'm drinking lukewarm coffee and I'm thinking to myself, this is, this is like exactly what Jesus is talking about in our study from yesterday in Revelation chapter 3 in the story of Jesus' message to the church in Laodicea. Let me, let me remind you again of these words. In Revelation 3 verse 15, Jesus says, I know your deeds, that you're neither cold nor hot. I wish that you were cold or hot. It's like the person in the coffee drive shoe sh shop saying, would you like uh, hot or cold? And so Jesus says, because you're lukewarm, like the lukewarm coffee I'm drinking right now, and because you're neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. Now that's interesting language. It's more accurate to say that Jesus was using language that was about vomit. I mean, literally a gagging, spitting out of your mouth. And when you drink lukewarm coffee, I almost get angered by it. I mean, I got to confess to you, whether it's at home and it was sitting for too long or like here at work this morning, uh, I got distracted and it was sitting too long. Like I take a drink of that coffee and it doesn't meet expectations. And it like frustrates me. I'm like, oh gosh, now I have to go warm it up in the microwave because I want it hot or put some ice cubes in it and let's get that thing cold, but, in, but serve a purpose, right? That's the coffee we want. And those of you who aren't coffee drinkers, you can still appreciate the analogy. What's interesting about this passage, and as we've been working our way through this study in Revelation, yesterday here at church, we talked about the church of Laodicea. And uh, one of the most interesting things to think about, and for some of you watching right now, you maybe weren't with us yesterday, so I want to quickly repeat a little bit of this for our deep dive this morning, in that when we think about the lukewarm church, uh, I think frequently we have... Um, always assumed that Jesus was speaking in terms of spiritual temperature, as if to suggest that the problem with this church was that they were apathetic, that they were a bit indifferent, that they were what you might call fence sitters. Right? They weren't necessarily all in, <clears throat> but they weren't all out either. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so that was the problem Jesus had. Now, the problem with that thinking just a little bit and why it would be good for us to move away from the idea of looking at lukewarm as being a, a spiritual gauge is because Jesus tells us in verse 15 that I wish and I desire that you would either be hot or cold, like our coffee analogy. Uh, serve a purpose. Now, the, the reason for the hot or cold analogy is because Jesus was speaking to Laodicea, and as a city that was abundant and wealthy and extremely self-sufficient, uh, boasting, if you will, in this kind of pride that they can, they can take care of themselves, the one problem with Laodicea was that the one thing they needed most for life, water, they didn't have an abundant supply of. 
So they had to pipe their water in through these stone aqueducts. And they either got the water from the area of Hierapolis, which was known for its hot water, about six miles away, and from Colossae, which is about 10 miles away, which was known for its pure, fresh, clean water as it came off of the mountains. So for Laodicea, they didn't have a natural water source. They were either getting their water from a place that was hot, by which the time it arrived, it cooled, becoming lukewarm, or they were getting their water from a place that was cold and refreshing and, and satisfying on those hot days. But by the time it arrived to them, it warmed, so ultimately, the end result was lukewarm. Not only that, but to make matters worse, uh, the components within the, the piping and then the natural surroundings of Laodicea, uh, the water would also become contaminated. And it, it, it consisted of a, of, a, um, like of a deposit that would literally cause one to become sick to their stomach, which is also the reason why Jesus uses this language of, I'll spit you out of my mouth. So the point here is not that Jesus is an, is is sort of rebuking this church for being spiritually apathetic. He's rebuking them for the fact that they are like lukewarm coffee. They're useless. There's no value whatsoever. And what an incredible contrast when you think about a church that was wrapped up in their own accomplishments, basing their sense of value upon... Um, their, their economic industries that produced abundant wealth, the kind of wealth that kept them from needing help from Rome, uh, you can appreciate why this church would be misled to believe that they were actually well off, when in fact, in the eyes of Jesus, they weren't. So the thing I want us to think about today in this deep dive um, is as we consider this idea of hot and cold, and that the reality of lukewarm speaks less of spiritual temperature and more about uselessness. Um, we see in Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, that Jesus is standing outside the doors of this church and he is knocking. As if to just further underscore the fact that part of what makes just this church useless is the fact that they have set Jesus outside. And so the first lesson that we have to understand is that part of what makes us useful especially within the kingdom of God, is when we bring Jesus in. And with a spirit and attitude of humility and a posture of humility, we bring Jesus into our lives and recognize that despite who we are and despite any accomplishments we may have acquired in our life, we are still utterly nothing without Jesus. And that he alone is the sole reason. He is the author and he is the perfecter of our faith. And apart from him, we can truly do nothing. It's why Jesus told his disciples in John chapter 15, on the night before he was betrayed and carried off to execution, that he said to his disciples that if you abide in me and I in you, like a branch attaches itself to the vine, unless you are a part of me, you can do nothing. So part of what makes us useful in our faith, whether we're hot or cold, it doesn't matter. Jesus wants us to be one or the other. Because both hot and cold by the ways in which we experience hot and cold water today, serves a purpose. There's a value to each. And Jesus is saying, I wish you're one of the other. Be valuable. Be useful. We can't be valuable and useful unless we are not first attaching ourselves in humility to the one who is truly the source and author and perfecter of our life. And once we do that, and once we put our faith and trust in Jesus, 
So this is really a salvific issue, first and foremost, as it was with the church of Laodicea. We can do nothing apart from Christ. The very first step we have to take is um, a spirit of confession, recognizing that we are sinful, that we are broken people, that the temptation and even the lie from the world, the lie from Satan himself is to make you think and believe that salvation uh, is starts with yourself and that you need to fix yourself, you need to save yourself. Um, but we all come to realize that all of our best efforts still leave us falling short. And so once we recognize that Jesus is outside and we can bring him in, all of a sudden he comes and he sits with us and he dines with us, it says in verse 20, and he brings life to us. And how can we then go ahead and become a blessing to others? And so I want us to quickly think about, I just have a few things just to think about in terms of how we can be useful to one another. How, as branches abiding in the vine, as uh, Christians opening up the door and bringing Jesus in, how does he help us become useful so that in the life of another we become hot or cold, right? The hot water, it soothes, it's, it's, it, it's relaxing. Um, even in terms of diet and nutrition, drinking hot liquids like hot tea, it can stimulate the your motab, your uh, your health, your your immunity, cold water is refreshing. Um, and so how can we be that to another? How can we be one that encourages, inspires, helps, heals, um, invigorates, and excites? How can we be useful like hot and cold water is to us? A few things. Number one, I'm just going to go through this very quickly, just referencing some scriptures that I have here in front of me. Ephesians 4.29 says this, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. That's how we can be hot or cold to those in our life. By the words that we say, not tearing down others. I mean, we get enough of that in the world today, but instead building people up. Um, looking for ways to encourage them. My, my, my dad used to always say there, there's nothing greater than encouragement. Because encouragement costs you nothing, but it gives to that person everything in return. And what a beautiful gift to be able to give to somebody. It doesn't cost you anything, but just to speak an encouraging word, to build them up, makes all the difference in the world. Number, uh, a second thing, uh, Ephesians 4.32. Paul again says, Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. So based on the abundant resource given to us in Christ that he has first of all forgiven us, and we come to recognize that precious gift, a way in which we can be hot and cold and useful to another, is, is giving back that which has been given to us. So learning how to be tenderhearted and to forgive. It's not easy to do, especially when someone has wronged us. We're hurt, we're angered, uh, we feel beaten up. Sometimes the last thing that we want to do is forgive. But when we realize how much we have been given in Christ and how much we are grateful for that, and more importantly, how much it has changed us, um, we possess a great deal of power. Not a power to manipulate and use, but a power to bless and a power to make a difference in a person's life when we can say to them, I forgive you in a Christ-like way. A third way in which we can be hot and cold and useful to another. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 to 25 says, Let us consider how to stir up one another to loving good works, encouraging one another all the more. Um, 
While this sounds similar to the first point of building one another up and being a positive and encouraging influence in a person's life, a big part of Hebrews chapter 10 is speaking about the assembling uh, of, of the gathered saints together, that there is encouragement by gathering together. And I realize that that's hard right now due to the COVID season of time that we're in and, and the limitations it places on all of us to be able to gather like we once did. Now, practically, by God's grace, we are gathering Practically, through the gift of technology, we can gather like we're doing right now. There is, there is power and encouragement in being together. We are community, relationally driven people. And so any ways that we can enter into another person's life, call them, text them, use snail mail, um, do FaceTime, uh, gather together like on Facebook Live or through our church services, or maybe it's coming to a place on location and in a building or meeting in a small group. There is power in fellowship and being reminded that we are not walking this journey of faith alone. That's a powerful thing. That's how we can be hot and cold for another. The fourth thing, Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell richly in you and teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thanks, with thankfulness in your heart to God. One of the ways we can be hot and cold and useful is not only growing in God's word ourselves, being saturated in this soothing, refreshing, abundant spring of life, this, this source of life that is the scriptures, but in turn learning how to give those to others. Maybe it's a word of encouragement by sharing a verse or through the gift of memorization, you just carry this about in your day and you impart a word of wisdom to another who's looking to make difficult decisions, but using the word of God to richly indwell your life so that you in turn can be a blessing to another. And finally, bear one another's burdens so as to fulfill the law of Christ, Galatians chapter 6, or Romans chapter 12, rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, if one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. The point is, we can be useful for the kingdom of God. We can be useful as hot and cold water when we choose to walk alongside another. Maybe it's a spouse, maybe it's our children, maybe it's our friends, maybe it's our neighbors or our coworkers, but we choose to walk alongside of another and actually enter into with intentionality their life. Truly listen, truly caring, truly praying, truly walking alongside of them. So there are many ways practically that we can avoid being lukewarm and we can choose to either heat up that coffee or put ice in it and cool it down, but either way serve a purpose. And in all these things, give honor and glory to Father who is worthy of these things. So, uh, Friends, thanks for joining me and listening to this time as we deep dive a little bit more into this idea of being lukewarm. <clears throat> the reasons for why Jesus would want to spit us out. So in turn, how can we pursue hot and cold? So I hope you have a great rest of your day. God's blessings upon each and every one of you. You're always in our prayers. And uh, Pastor Steve will be with you on Wednesday for another session together. We'll see you then. Blessings.